Tonight, colder drops to lows of 30s to the mid-40s. Tomorrow afternoon, a little milder, mid-60s. Warmer yet, but the clouds return by afternoon. Some scattered showers Wednesday with highs near 70. Wednesday night, Thursday mornings, the best chance of rain with a strong cold front coming in. It'll be colder through the day, 50s and 40s for Thursday afternoon with sunshine for the afternoon, gusty winds. Colder Thursday night and Christmas Day, upper 20s to 30s. The highs going somewhere near 50. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. What you have just heard happen here is a fine exchange of Tic Tac and maybe a little bit more in that way as we get into the food show right here in the middle of everything. Thomas, all of a sudden having trouble saying the word show. Show? Yeah, S-H-O-W, well, show. trying to think of uh, we were doing Charmin. Some, we were doing some production last night, and show just yeah. kept becoming shorn or something. Yes, anyway, we had quite a shore last night. It is the food night. show, and it's been the food show for 33 years. Tom Fitzmorris. 33 years, that's Tom awesome. Tom Fitzmorris right? at the helm doing the food show for 33 years, and I have been piggybacking on him for the last two years. I'm the wife, Marianne. If you have not figured that out yet, here we are. It's anyway, all kind of like Merry that. Christmas to everyone. It's Christmas week. Merry Christmas to you. I've been Yay. cheeking in my mind for the last half hour at least. But uh, it's so good to have that little course at the end. Uh, one of the most interesting uh, dessert uh, oh, items. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and, and and you'll uh, someday you're going to get it. Here's what you do: to go to any restaurant that has uh, kind of a Mexican <clears throat> food. Mm-hmm. Uh, go see in the. Uh, Early and I dragged ex- Tom yeah. to La Coretta today because it was beautiful. It's a beautiful day. It was sunshiny, and I need my vitamin D, so we made him go sit out there. Tom, you probably got sunburn on your neck, but I was. I'll bet anything. I did. <laughs> we sit these two girls that are always uh, making bad. a making a little fun of me. Uh, just so they can get a loaf on the, what's, what is he talking <laughs> about? Tom. But that's what happened. Oh, no, I'm very happy to be in there. It's lots of interesting uh, folks for Those our. two girls just, so we went. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We have a, <laughs> we went to looks the like we have more of that than we used to. stuff for Christmas. It was like eight o'clock at night. Eight o'clock at yeah, night. Yeah, eight o'clock at night. Yep. So we went to the store, and Tom left me for a minute, and then I knew I wasn't going to see him again for a while. And so this woman came up to me, and she said, um, it, are you here with a gentleman? And I said, uh-huh, I am. And I saw him up at the front looking for me. And so she said, um, he said, he said, she's pretty. Thank you. And she is uh, walking all over me or something like that, which I really enjoyed her uh, passing that on. I don't know what that means. I mean, I have an idea what it means. 
Anyway, let's go to Don, the gourmet Christmas elf. How's that? Don, the gourmet somebody. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that I that I like that at all. But I'll let you have it. I will right. let you have it. And I, 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 I'm just—it's been a weekend of disappointing dining. I can tell. Oh no, God! I hate when that happens. It's what just, happened? You know, well, I, I don't even want to talk about one of them because I have to say the name, and I'm just—I'm just three strikes, you're out. It was bad three times. I'm just not going back. And it's a—oh you know, my goodness! Turn in the quarter. Been there, been there forever, and it was just. I guess things change. Something changed, obviously. So we're going to let things that go. do change. That's it. They do. Whether we like them or not, things will always change. We certainly seem to be one or the other. Never for the better, though. Have you noticed that? (laughs) (laughs) Never for the better, I've noticed. Oh, Oh, yes, I I agree. Never. So if one runs a successful business that has been opened for almost 200 years, Mm. why would one change the single best seller on their menu and not only change it totally, but change it and call it by the same name so that when we Who is that? It, you're, you're well, that, that sounds you fascinating. Are. What is that? He's obviously Antoine, talking about one of the um, Grand Dames. Grand Dame, yeah. Yes. Okay, I understand that. And so tell us. Has, has destroyed the souffléed potatoes. <gasps> they no longer exist in the form that you have eaten them in. Well, I I think the they'll be back. Form. If this is if this gets out enough, I think they'll be back. There well, will be. They are now these round, hard orbs that are covered in a garlic butter parsley sauce that are nowhere <laughs> reminiscent of anything like a souffle potato. Okay, can I ask you what's inside? Is it is it just a chunk of potato that's fried, or what is it's it? Like, it? It's like they tried to puff it, but because it's cut so thickly and it's round, it doesn't puff. Ah, so, so in other words, they're trying to souffle like, like a home fry rather than a French fry. And a toothless. I don't know what they're doing. I huh. don't know what they're doing. But it Not serving be it with bearnaise. No, with this Bordelais. So it would be as if I sat down and said, I would like the oysters poche. And instead, they brought me the shrimp remoulade. And the server Uh says, well, that's the way we make it now. Because that's what I was told. If if you want to add a different dish to the menu that is not perhaps souffle potatoes, then add a different dish. But don't call it the same thing. So your guests... You know, are not getting what they expect. This is blasphemy. So, I'm going to have to ask about that. It is. Well, AJ was sitting next to me with his wife because we were in Hermes. We just were going to have a light lunch, you know, uh-huh. and a cocktail. Uh-huh. And I so wanted to engage and ask why. And I said, you know what? It's Christmas. Just let it go. No, you should have asked to... because it doesn't matter no, if it's it Christmas or not. If you're an unhappy yeah. customer and and someone is changing something as fundamental as that, then I think you should have asked. Well, well you the, can't was, know everything. I was, di- I was a little disappointed in the gumbo. You could tell it is made uh, by the gallon now somewhere. It is close, but it is surely not. 
you can who tell is, there's something going on there. Who well, is, well uh, gumbo is always made in large quantities, right? No, no, it's it's, it's a different taste. It was red, uh-huh. much more okay. red than it usually huh. is. You know, okay. I'm just afraid of where this is going. Yeah, I'm curious. You got me you curious. I mean? I'm going to check. Yeah, I'm going to check on this for you. Yeah. And for everyone, because, I mean, Antoine's is Antoine. So, you know, this is the problem with having a restaurant that is so old and and has such a tradition that you... You know what's interesting, though? It can be done. Like, when the new Brennans came in, Slade Rushing took the Jackson salad and turned it on its head and deconstructed it. And it was so delicious that you couldn't really scream about it because it was an entirely different place anyway. Now, the difference here is that Antoine's is not an entirely different place. It's the same place with a different chef. But, But what I think what's really been interesting about watching Brennan's is that they, they, you know, totally changed course and it was like you know damn the torpedoes full speed ahead and they never looked back and people just said okay we're going with the new gourmet version of Brennan's and it's worked fine for them yeah and everyone else that has used it going back to the very beginnings of the restaurants which go back to the 1940s you might be uh, surprised to believe it probably had something to do with the fact that the entire place had changed so it's like yes it's it's a facade it's the pink royal street address but everything else is different and so i guess that makes it okay and i think it will in the long 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 term and it was a you know that that renovation was so beautiful and it was so well done yeah yeah i think that allowed them to say okay let's let's go in a different direction yeah you know that's not antoine a hundred people exactly you know, you got to leave that alone and don't mess with the damn potatoes. If the fries well, I'm wondering when this happened out. because we were there on opening well, night when they reopened and the know. souffle potatoes were exactly the same. Yeah. So, so this had to have been within the last two months. What? She brings them to the table and I, and I, and I looked because and, I was in the restroom when my wife ordered and I said, what did you order? <laughs> what said, the hell is that? <laughs> That's what I said. What the hell is that? What, what is that? And then we called the server over, and she had just started. She didn't know what it was. And then there was another gentleman at another table who called her over, and he was explaining to her what the souffle potatoes were and why we were disappointed. Oh, so it was two separate tables at the same time were complaining to the same waitress. Well, it looked like he was finished his meal, and he must have overheard me. You know I'm very quiet and shy and probably very hard yes, to Yes, right. Uh, asking Uh what this was and she just had this befuddled look on her face and he went on he was kind enough to describe to her when we order souffle potatoes that is not what souffle potatoes are Mm -hmm. as new Orleans before that and now it's gone so yeah Hmm. you can't Hmm. just just call it if you want to do that take it off the menu and call that dish by another name because it's yeah for sure Yeah, absolutely. No, this is not going to be long term. I can't imagine. I mean, I would be willing to bet that when we go in there in a couple of weeks that the souffle potatoes will be back. You can't you can't take a signature dish 
and turn it on its head oh. in a 200-year-old restaurant and have everybody go, oh, okay. It's just not going to happen. Well, you know? we're going to Galatoire's for Christmas Eve. I'll grab some over there. There you go. Great idea. There You'll you have go. a lot to do. As will everyone else, which is why I'm saying that they'll be back. As will everyone else right. that wants souffle potatoes because... Once it starts cutting into, you know, the the customer base, then then that's when you go back. That's interesting, well, though. I'm really surprised and, by that. Yeah. Think about think about what kind of profit margin has to be built into those potatoes. I mean, oh the yeah, potato oh, costs sure. virtually nothing. Absolutely. You know? Yep. 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 Probably All right. So you had other you had other disappointing uh, dining experiences. If you would like to hold, we have a hard break right now that I have to take. And then if you want right, to stay so. on for a few minutes, uh, we want I want to hear you about your hear other it. ones. I okay. okay. We'd love to five, hear five, it. Six, nine, six, nine, six. We'll be back with Don the Gourmet Neighbor after these messages. One of my favorite places to be in every holiday season is Antoine's. I love the decorations, the traditions, and the food. Go to Open Table and make a reservation for the Antoine's traditional four-course Revion menu featuring local favorites like duck and andouille gumbo, seafood courbillon, and a holiday meringue glacé. $54 plus tax and tip, plus $35 for wine pairings. Antoine's 713 St. Louis Street. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Okay, so Henry gets the award for board op of the year for playing the Antoine's commercial right after Don's negative review of Antoine's. And I want to mention that Mimi's, we don't talk about Mimi's. I tag a lot of spots, but I haven't said this lately. Tom was saying as soon as he heard that commercial, oh, that's the truth. Mimi's is a terrific place and very close to the city. So if you're not dining so much in New Orleans right now, it's really like a five or 10 minute skip over to Mimi's. And I think you will find a new home there that you will love very much. All right, Don, let's go back to you. Come on in. So I just, I just pulled into the Dornax parking lot. We're going to go mm. do the Christmas shopping okay. just to let you know. So hello, mm-hmm. hello to Nicole. She'll um, be there. She's there. Go say hi. She's always there. I will. <laughs> so, you know, I, where do I begin? Oh, my goodness. We've had, we've had, it wasn't terrible, but we've had dozens of great meals at this restaurant for decades. Uh-oh. And the last year and a half that we've been going, it's just gotten tired. Would that be, mm-hmm. it, it's tired. It's, um, I think that's true of a lot of we, places. And you know, and you know, one reason I think it's tired. I think this restaurant 
attempts to do too much. Mm-hmm. Too much. So I mean, I'll t- it's the Pelican Club, mm-hmm. and the menu is va- the menu is vast. But it what is. you get when you ha- have a menu like that, mm-hmm. maybe when they were I don't know how to say this, maybe when they were younger or more. You know, people. I know with my job, I lose interest every now and then, mm-hmm. and things just become routine. And that's the only thing I can think is happening there. Well, let's say that they're comfortable for sure. And a cup of, uh, but I, I think it's gum- still delicious. Gumbo. Go ahead. What? The gumbo was delicious. Uh, my wife had turtle soup. That was delicious. I had mushroom ravioli. I don't know why the hell I ordered mushroom ravioli, but I did. And it was cold. I, I the would sauce too. was broken. The what was you broken? Know, it was cold. The sauce was broken. You know how a, how a cream oh, sauce, uh-huh, when it congeals, uh-huh. it breaks. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. That had happened. What did you have for an appetizer? I don't even remember what you had for an appetizer. I, I'm clueless. Oh, the oysters. They were okay. The oysters were okay. Mm-hmm. I do have to say my lamb was very good, and it was a lot of lamb. It was two full racks. That's like, who can eat two racks of lamb? Yeah. That was yeah. good. But then it was served on a tablespoon of potatoes with two tiers of asparagus. <laughs> it was just uh-huh. odd. Well, you should have asked for more potatoes. Tom has always said that. If, oh, you, if you feel like you've been given an insufficient amount of an item, ask for more. Well, there was so Especially much Especially in a place like that. I mean, you know. The, the lamb was well, just Well, I mean, so if they're going to give you that much lamb, then you should have enough potatoes to eat with yeah. it. You know what? I, no, um, I am intrigued by what you just said because I think the Pelican mm-hmm. Club is delicious, and I think the Pelican Club is consistently delicious, as, as is Dakota have on they, the North Shore. Wait, beep, beep. Wait, Maybe can I back off? Yes, uh, of with course. The, Go ahead. The, uh, have you uh, been to the... Uh, Don is talking about his weekend visit to the Pelican Club, where he was disappointed because he feels like it's tired. You know what? Well, I would, it's, it's, if I may, yeah. it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's tired or anything like that, although it's a legitimate thing to say. But the uh, most of the environment now has made its way from the back part of the restaurant to the front part of the restaurants. And in fact, we have a couple little uh-huh. diagrams over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, uh, there's uh, a little more uh, something to look there. If you do this at the beginning of his, uh, his uh, meaning the women there too, mm-hmm. uh, to come in and doing a sharp uh, job, which they have done as well as any restaurant in New Orleans that Yeah, it's incredibly consistent, and it's incredibly delicious. Maybe you're just going too much, because you know what? We love, we were gone from Dakota for the longest time because the menu has not changed in 30 years, okay? And, Mm -hmm. And I just, it's like, okay, we've seen this, we've had it, we've done it. And then we went back not long ago, and it was just, it was delicious. And so then we started going again, and now I'm back to where I was, which is I've seen this, I've done this, I need to take a break again. You know, you'll never try to twist my arm. I that place. Yeah, I think I think there's a certain it's thing consistent. about, and it's funny because it's it's only true of certain places. Like last night, we went to Zia, and this is so bizarre because Zia is just a, you know, it's a mid-price kind of place. Right. But it doesn't matter, and and we had we had a phase of that with Zia too. But it's like, you know, and then there are places that you never get tired of, no matter what you do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we go to New right. Orleans Food and Spirits, and Tom gets the same 
pecan grilled catfish. And then he goes, you know, I don't know if I want to go there anymore because they need to get more things on the menu. And I said, Tom, the menu is two pages long. You just get the same thing, you know? So like, I I don't know. It's kind of an interesting symbiosis between a diner and a restaurant. I don't think there's anything different in the Pelican Club at all. I think it's delicious. I think it's consistent. And maybe you're just going too much and maybe too much is once every six months for you can you know i what I, mean? can right. I jump in here and add one right. little thing to sure. this uh there's enough new uh looks at various skeps in our uh, uh-huh. beginnings of any of these things yeah. that uh, there's plenty of good broad mild and uh, some uh discussion about how it is that this is really so valuable in a restaurant every time i hear about that it's like it acted as one of one that never had anything to kill (laughs) not this one they are together this is kind of an interesting thing the impressions that you have of restaurants tom hates to go to la Coretta, and when he wants to go with us you know, sometimes we let him because do you know he where, complains the entire time. So it was a beautiful, know, sunshiny day. What, Tom? Do you know where I went to? Uh, you went to lunch at Coretta. Well, Coretta. what's funny about yeah. it is he had this lunch and he's marveling about how much better the food is at Coretta. But the truth of the matter is the food is exactly the same. The experience is exactly the same. It's like he's rediscovering it all of a sudden. And, you know, it's just like these are emotional things that you have when you go to restaurants. Why are there some restaurants that you can go to every week and you never get tired of it? And there's this one place that I absolutely love over here yeah. and Tom is refusing to go because he's been Where three that? times and that's too, I'm not saying, I can't say, but it's a great restaurant. Oh. And Nicole yes, and I yes. were just talking about it today, how much she loves it. And I said, it's I love it too. But Tom, every time we pull up there, he goes, nah, I've been here too much. But he's only been there like three times, you know? So it's funny. It's funny the attachments that we get and the revulsions that we have over restaurants that are just doing the same thing they've been doing all along. And I just, I think it's just, I'm sorry, I think it's you. And that's nothing wrong with you. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that we have a different approach. Yeah. My wife is is profusely shaking her head next to me saying, it's not us, it's the food. But I'll leave it at that. I understand. I understand. Um, then I, 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 I think that's interesting. If you if you definitely have noticed a difference. Yeah, Shannon, Shannon just said, I wish they had pictures of the lobster before and the lobster today. Really? That's a change. It might just be a COVID thing then, because I, I find that maybe. hard to believe. Or maybe they no, are no, tired. It I don't know. I think it's tired. I'm gonna go, and I don't know why we have fried shrimp on top of boiled lobster either. I don't get that either. But what? Whatever. Fri- fried shrimp on top of boiled lobster. Three green huh. beans. That's interesting. That's what he said yeah. with with three green beans and three green beans. That's how it came interesting. To it's really that's really and interesting. This has been over um, the course of a year. We've been three times in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A year and a half. So. I don't think it's that we're yeah. going too much. I think something's yeah. changed. Okay. When is the last time you've been there? When's the last time you've been? We were there for culinary. Which is okay. about okay. going to come back again. We were there for culinary, so it was a couple of months ago. And I and we thought it was we thought it was delicious. This is all my personal, you know, I could be just a real pain. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm sure. But I, but I think that point that I made was actually an interesting one, too, where, you yeah, know, you go is. to a place, it could you be. have expe- expectations, 
and your expectations right. may not be being met for some reason that isn't obvious. You know what I mean? Right. And, no, no, and, I but but I if, if Shannon is saying the same thing, then, I, you know, we're overdue to go back and have a look, you know? Yeah. It's uh, my, my point a, at the moment a, is that it's coming in pretty consistently. Yeah, it's all it's all and so nuanced, you, you know. Go ahead, what? We're going to see Carl tonight. I know you thought it was too spicy. I'll let you know. <laughs> I didn't think it was. But I'll let you know. Now, see, too I had that Carl. experience with Carl's. I had that that experience with Carl's. Just you know, the last time I yeah. went, it was like, I am nuts but, about Carl's, and then I was just like, oh, maybe I'm over Carl's. I don't know. But you know. I'm, that is the first time I have not seen Carl there. Ah, okay. So I, maybe Carl is, and then somebody, one, I heard one of the servers say that he was helping in Dominica. So possibly that's it. I don't know. Ah, I don't know. Okay. okay. So maybe yeah. he just wasn't there, but I will find out tonight. Okay. Well, He's been there for 40 years because I, I emailed I uh, his PR. Oh, you the found PR out. PR, yeah. Uh-huh. I did. 40 years. Well, let me I tell you, know it was, Carl, Carl must have, he must have started when he was six. I, he looked great. <laughs> he you know what? You know what? Old. I've decided that there are some people who thrive on stress and thrive on grueling hard work. And that's just their makeup. And, that and that's work. just how they do it. You know what I mean? And so, God knows that's work. That's work. It is work. It's very yes, hard it work. Is. But you know what? If you love All it, right, you don't friend. work a day in your life. All right. Good to talk to Good you as always. Nicole. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 5569696. Michael75, I'm sorry to keep you on hold that long because we had to explore the psychological aspects of why Don FICA? had such an experience at the Pelican Federal Club. And... All right. We are at the bottom of the hour time for the news from the Louisiana Radio Network. We will be back with Michael75 after that. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six, if you want to join the party. Stay with us. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorington. The State Department of Education plans to use $8 million provided by the state legislature from CARES Act funding to purchase 2,300 new Chromebooks for public school students. Superintendent Kate Brumley says they're working on a plan to purchase and distribute the devices to school systems in need by next spring. Not every system has enough devices for every individual child, and in fact, some systems have old equipment. So this equipment will be able to uh, replace some of that outdated equipment that's being utilized in the field. The state will receive just under 80,000 doses of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine over the next three days. They'll go to nursing homes, two-tier hospitals, and medical first responders. Assistant State Health Officer Dr. Joe Kenner says right now you won't have a choice on which vaccine you'll get, either Pfizer or Moderna, but the truth is they're both just as effective and safe. They're both what's called mRNA vaccines, which is a brand new technology that doesn't need a virus cell to be used as a host. So they're very clean vaccines. LRN. Christmas is a special but busy time for Louisiana families. Our goal is to help them save time for enjoying the company of other loved ones. The incredible edible egg makes the most of the holiday season by offering tasty recipes sure to delight. Visit LAEgg.com for time-saving recipes, ideas, and tips on the versatility of eggs. This message is brought to you by the Louisiana Egg Commission. I'm Commissioner Mike Strain reminding you to include the incredible edible egg at your Christmas table. The 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make light work of the job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side-by-side -side is stock full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. 
Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt, and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid, you'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Let us go to Michael75, who I don't feel too guilty making weight because I'm sure he was watching six other shows at the same time. Right, Michael? Hi. Good afternoon. You have the TV on, you have the computer on, you're watching this cooking show, that cooking show, listening to the radio, multitasking. That's it. You got me. You nailed me. Especially, I'm, I'm nominating <laughs> yes, you. Yes, it is there. I'm well, let's, what are we moving on to? <laughs> I'm nominating Marianne for a degree in psychiatry. Oh, yeah. Well, no, not psychiatry, psychology and sociology. I'm a closet sociologist is what I am. Oh, well, anyway, I completely yeah. agree with you. I'll give you an example. It happened to my wife and I. We're in Europe, and we, we go to about... Uh, 20 beautiful churches and other incredible edifices. And uh, on the 21st one, I said, I'm so sick of all this beauty. <laughs> we got to get back to uh, Kenner. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry, but everything is very nuanced. It is. It really exactly. is. I, I completely okay. agree. Uh, okay. By the way, uh, a little tip tonight is one of the great events in the last 800 years. It's the... Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the, about you over the weekend. I was thinking about you and I was trying to remember, is it is it midnight on the 21st or is it midnight no, no, no. on the 22nd? Okay. No, it's 5.05 p.m. on the today and it, oh. it lasts for two hours. Look to the southwestern sky. Okay. I'm okay, doing it. Way, I'm on it. Okay, great. Is there any way Paige can call in? I've been waiting with Paige. Oh, press. oh. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I meant to text her and ask her if she would call us today because she was super busy with weddings yeah. over the weekend. So if you stay listening, Michael, Definitely. and don't go off and, and start paying more attention to one of that, those cooking guys on YouTube, uh, I will text Paige and see if she can call, and I will I will say something about it. But I promise to arrange for Paige to call, and I will. And when she calls, I will have you call. We'll conference you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I have no trouble with the cooking guys because I uh, put the words underneath and turn off the sound. Anyway. Uh, ah, okay. I love the Pelican Club in June. How about you? <laughs> I love the Pelican Club anytime, and I'm really surprised to hear that. I am, 
I, uh, I'm, I, he was full of shocking tales. Don right. was yeah. like, yeah. like the idea uh, that the Antoine souffle potatoes are something else. Now I'm, I'm aghast at that. So I have yeah, to they, run that down. Yeah. They have the uh, yeah. souffle potato recipe on YouTube, by the way. Anyway, yeah. um, well, so uh, you don't want to make uh, them at home. You want to go to Antoine's and eat them and, and, you know, yeah. do it there. I have to wait till June, but anyway, um, <laughs> What was I saying? No, uh, you don't, Michael. You just think you do. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that, have you ever seen what that, that disease looks like? That little evil germ? They show it. Oh, I can't the, even think. Yeah, it I, looks I, like I, an explosion of stuff. Yeah. It's a psychological yeah. thing. I imagine everybody but they're completely covered with that. By the way, <laughs> on the on uh, Pelican Club... Uh, one of the yeah. platonic dishes I've ever had, and it made it the top ten everywhere in the world I've eaten, this this dish. The whole fish with the scallops are unbelievable. I've oh, never that's had a, great. Anything but a perfect uh, presentation on that. Well, now, yeah. have you had their scallopet at GW Finn's with the fish and the, <laughs> and the scallops on top? It's gone now, uh, or at least for the temporary, because uh, that came f from the... From the, the scallopet. It's a specialty of the house at GW Finn's. Scallopet right. is what they call and, it. And uh, that's, that's apparently uh, a, a kind of a loss, but I'm not willing to say that because the two guys that, well, mainly the first guy, he's a real go-getter. Mm -hmm. So I'll get, go get him when you begin mm -hmm. his. Uh, but uh, that's, I'd be uh, really. It's a great dish. I also love that Asian whole fish, though, at, uh, at Pelican Club. That's really oh, good. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. It sure is. Too bad. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm now going to have to bolt over there and see what uh, Don is talking about. Both of those places. Yeah, yeah. Check it out, mm -hmm. Gordon. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I made a couple of dishes uh, over the weekend that came out great. Both heavily infused with garlic. Uh, so if you if and what big, wrong is that? If you're a big fan of two jacks or moscas, yeah. you'll love these dishes. I'll give you a quick recipe, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You but do that because we need to check on it. <laughs> Definitely, uh, it's called twenty cloves of garlic. Uh, you take your food processor, <laughs> and in that you put your twenty cloves of garlic, a splash of red wine vinegar and olive oil and seasoning, and you blend that into a paste. Then you take a chicken, any pieces are fine, and you put deep slashes, like three on each one in the chicken, and you pour the marinade of, of the paste over the chicken, make sure you get it into all those crevices, and put it in the fridge overnight. Then uh, the next day, uh, you put your oven on um, uh, 425 degrees for 40 to 45 minutes until it comes out uh, with your thermometer to about 160 to 165. And, and, and it, that, that came out great. The paste, was, the paste uh, moves through the meat and the whole thing. Is it evenly done, or yeah, is it just around yeah, the yeah, incision parts? Yeah, it comes out great, and uh, really? the okay. and, and the olive oil, uh, you know, leaks over too. So you can just uh -huh. dip your uh, French bread in the olive oil. What kind of olive oil do you use, Michael? Uh, believe it or not, I get some. I got all kinds of. I usually go to. I used to go to uh, of TJ Maxx. Oh. No, TJ Maxx, they had these great olive oils from all over the world, uh, uh, $20, $25 olive oil, so usually like half price, $10, $12. Uh -huh. and so I was, but I'm about to run out of that, so I'm going to have to. 
have to try this, something. Uh, I gave Tom that book, Il Buco. Anyone still looking for a Christmas present for someone who's into food? That is a great cookbook. Wonderful book. It goes yeah. in strong detail about everything in it, but you learn from more sausage and English, uh, English, excuse me, mm -hmm. uh, the, as you move from one to another of the uh, check in different through. sections, yeah, different sections, but yeah. you know, uh, given the, the strength it. of this and not so the other one, yeah, and you just get a lot of variety. That's where I got the tip that the olive oil that you use makes all the difference in the world. And I had Tony Mandina's Villa Mandina olive oil that I used for Thanksgiving in that artichoke string bean casserole. And it was spectacularly good, and I ran out of it, and I'm now going to use just regular olive oil, and I'm curious to see the difference in the two. I mean, I totally believe that, you know, yeah, the quality uh, of your ingredients makes a whole and, difference. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, the last good olive oil I got from TJ Maxx was called, I think it's Lucini, L-U-C-I-N-I. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's uh, Italian olive oil. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of them out there, and uh, <clears throat> and maybe I'm going to start doing experiments with that because olive oil is, you know, fantastic. Remember when we were younger, no one had even heard of olive oil. <laughs> it's like everybody is using it now. I never did it's, it's, until what? What was your cutoff? Well, my be? mom did margarine. What? Uh, what? What? Uh, <laughs> what kind of time? Uh, scale would you 70s, have done 80s. That? I, I think I didn't start really seeing a lot of olive oil until I started hanging around with you, Tom. So that would be the that'd be the late 80s. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody picks on Tom, but I I'm like not picking it. on you. Yeah. I, that, was, that was a compliment. Yeah. That's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, that's a compliment. That's right. <laughs> Tom has a thing about me. When he told that woman in the store last night, she likes to walk all over me. I thought, oh, that's that's grim. Anyway, go ahead, Michael. What? Wait, 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 that was Nancy Sinatra said that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. your boots are made for walking. I'm going to walk all over you. Yep, there you go. That's, okay. that's Tom's theme song. <laughs> all right, what else you got, Michael? Anyway, I got the second recipe. It's called garlic breadcrumbs, okay? You sear mm. your uh, chicken. Mm. Uh, you sear your chicken uh, in olive oil, uh, get a nice sear on it. And then uh, you take uh, uh, some uh, breadcrumbs and, and you mix that. Uh, you take your chicken off and put it in a separate plate. You put some uh, panko breadcrumbs, you brown them, and then you, uh, you, you uh, put some Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese and you mix that up. And you put the uh, breadcrumbs and, and that mixture with the breadcrumbs and the Parmigiano cheese uh, in, in an oven. And uh, you, you bake it uh, at a real hot oven, 450, for 10 to 12 minutes. Then on the side, you make a, uh, 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 some kind of sauce for it. You put it's mayo, aged balsamic vinegar, vinegar and, uh, and some more red wine vinegar. And uh, you, you, you mix that up, and uh, when it comes out, you, you pour that over it, and it's, it's great, too. Okay, now, Michael, I have to ask you, <clears throat> what is, in your mind, the superiority of panko breadcrumbs over the basic progressive? Okay. They brown much better. They're larger pieces, and they're very jagged, so they, they get all the uh, um, olive oil and everything. They, they, they take that up much better. 
Okay, I remain unconvinced, but I uh, I know the difference, and I, I would be kind of curious to put 10 people out there and put two dishes and see if it's really that noticeable. I, I remain unconvinced by that. I think panko well, is one yeah, of those things that... That's the, best, that's the best way to do it. But remember, Tom had a blind taste, a uh, wine tasting. Uh, he had... Uh, I think Cabernet Sauvignon and uh, opposed to Merlot and seeing if anybody could tell the difference. Mm -hmm. And could they? I don't know. I know I could, but I don't know if they could. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling as always, okay, Michael. Have, have a, good we have day. a hard day. 5.05 p.m. I'll see you with my binoculars. Okay. Okay. I'm going to remember that. Thank you. All right. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we are looking to do that with you. So give us a call and we'll be right back after these messages. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Night and day, you are the one. one. Yep, yes indeed, 5569696. The winter solstice is today. Is it? Or was today. Here comes a mm -hmm. big, big moon. Actually, I don't think, I think it's like a, I don't think it's anywhere close to a full moon right now, but it is the winter solstice oh, it's not, nevertheless, it's not which it's, means, we're getting closer. thank God that as of today, the days are getting longer. That's, That's true, what right? happens. Yep. Yeah, yes. especially so, this time of year. So it's like this thing that I, because I just don't like dark. I don't like cold. I don't like, now I do like the December sky, which is beautiful. It's always, on a clear night, the December sky is particularly lovely. So uh, I, do, I do like that. But the idea of short days, I don't like. So now that we have turned the corner and are going back to longer days, I look forward to daylight savings time returning. <sighs> anyway, um, you have written in your almanac today, which is a particularly good one, by the way. It's... Uh, Today is the shortest of the year with the sun lowest in the sky. Solstice comes from Latin words meaning sun stands still, which it apparently does. For the past few days and the next few, the points at which the sun rises and sets hardly vary at all. That was obvious when you drove south-southeast across the lake. The sun was almost directly in your eyes, which is odd. The winter solstice is a cheery day for us here in the northern hemisphere because it means summer is on the way back. Yay! And just for asking you, you've got it nailed down exactly right. And that's Congratulations! I, you, I just read what you wrote, Tom. <laughs> the old kitchen that sage That guy's a writer says, and a half, don't you think? He is, isn't yeah. he? 
Bacon fried at the exact moment of the solstice will neither shrink nor curl, but instead lie flat unless you've bought really cheap bacon or unless your name is Bacon. <laughs> you never know. Tom, I don't even know what that means, but it's, it's interesting. But this is a great thing in your almanac today, and I know, Tom, that you will be thrilled with it. National Hamburger Day. <laughs> and? Uh, and nothing. I know how you is... love hamburgers and you love the fact that other people eat hamburgers not in accordance with your hamburger rule. Which is? Well, I don't know. Some stupid formula where you had to multiply your weight by the number of days or Why something Why would anyone like want to get away from that? <laughs> I don't know, Tom. Do you remember that thing you were on for a while where you had some formula that you had to abide by if you wanted to eat hamburgers? Uh, sure. It's not one of those things I ever paid any attention to, but... Um, yes, National Hamburger Day, according to your almanac, says someone somewhere who probably had a space to fill on a calendar. That's true. Of course, every day is Amer in America is National Hamburger Day. If you consider how many restaurants serve the things as a main menu item, don't you love it? That, Tom didn't write that. I said it. Then note how many dishes are variations on hamburger, meatloaf, meatballs, kefta kebabs, chopped steak, and on and on. The astonishing appeal of ground beef is revealed. Just under 9 billion of them are sold every year in this country, two-thirds of them in restaurants, so they break up the home. Hamburgers account That's, for all about 40% of, of all sandwiches. Wow, I didn't know that. I, hamburgers account for about 40% of all sandwiches sold. I was, I was writing about a wow. lot of this, and it got me so worked up that I almost uh, <laughs> decided to think of eight, two or three more of those round starks uh, to get going. Tom's, Tom's diatribe about it. He says... Hamburgers account for about 40% of all sandwiches sold, but what person in their right mind wouldn't prefer a roast beaf poor boy or Somebody an oyster with a, loaf with or a, a muffalata that would be or number a hero one. or a deli corned beef on rye? That and, is the greatest of sandwiches, don't you think, a muffalata? And sounding like Tom. Beware the hamburger strong pull on your appetite. Resist it and improve your eating. If only I'd taken that advice. Yeah, well, it's it what I better. do all the is time. Is it brighter in there now? Huh? Oh, my goodness. I wonder no, how I don't much wait. the cleaning had to do I don't do know who's it. doing it, but uh, if I were there, I Our I'd daughter be... has dropped in to change light bulbs in the semi-done bathroom at 5.30 this evening. We have our guy arriving to work well into the night to prepare this bathroom for oh, Christmas. thanks to them. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a crunch now. Let's Ron, go to Ron, the gourmet waiter. All right, waiter. It's Ron, the gourmet waiter, and he just walked in. I like in. Ron being a whole bunch of other things. And earlier today, I, in some of the stuff that I was reading at before we got started, I saw uh, a, a couple of small uh, of those organizations, and it pooped out on us the uh, bet, much better one-on-one uh, -on -one uh, drinks today and other things and up the school too. So lots, lots of good things to to uh, take a look on more. Let's and talk we'll to Ron. He's here. Hey, how are you doing? We're hanging in there. How about you, Ron? I'm good. You had me at hamburger. There you go. Who doesn't? I mean, except Tom. You didn't listen yeah. to Tom either. Resist the urge and eat something and improve your eating. 
I love a good hamburger. As a matter of fact, that's what's for dinner. What kind? You know, probably just a regular hamburger with some grilled onions, a little bit of tomatoes, some fancy mustard, and some barbecue sauce, and then probably some homemade French fries to go with it. There you go. I was thinking, I, for some reason, I was thinking fried onion rings, but fried uh, homemade fries would be great, too. Look, it's you know, hard like- to improve on a bun, a great patty, some condiments, some dressings, a lot of pickles, and then something with it. It's hard to improve on that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a, it's just a, I just love burgers. You know, um, Henry, I know you're listening. Um, you, you know, we talked, you talked about onion rings and a lot of times when people make onion rings at home, they have problems getting the batter to stick to the onion because the onion is so full of water that when the onion heats up, the steam throws the, uh, throws the batter. So what you want to do is, that's an interesting uh, thought. I've never, you want to kind of dehydrate them a little bit. You want to get some of that water out of there. Uh, and if you can do that, uh, as the onion heats up while it cooks, there's not so much steam to throw that crust off. Now, one way to do this is, let's say you're just doing a typical bread, typical breading. You may have flour, seasoned flour in one container, and then maybe an egg wash with a little cream in the other. One of the ways that I do this is I actually take some flour, and I throw it in the cream in the egg. And it makes it a thicker liquid. And I notice that that flour, so I'll go cream egg, flour, cream egg, flour. But like I said, I take some of the flour and I throw it in the egg wash. And you'll find that you get a really thick crust that'll stay on better. Anyway, that's that. You know what? I don't do a lot of crusting like you do, Ron. I I have fantastic. We have fantastic onion rings over here. What what we do is a um, a beer and milk and egg batter, and um, and I, I mean it's it that's the liquid, and then of course we do the flour with a lot of Creole seasoning in it. But it's just one time through. It's very thin. And they're they're perfectly delectable and crispy and and we don't have that problem with the batter falling off. It just maybe it's that you know it's it, it's a it's a light batter, but it's it's very light. That they're very thin and uh, and just crazy good, crazy good. Yeah, I, I I'll take show. onion rings about about any way I can get them. Yeah. And because Not it's me, the, though. I don't like the thick ones, but the thin ones. What you, what you got, well, Tom? Whenever we have a couple of uh, things to taste and talk about and look at, we kind of move on, on to one of an earlier uh, thing to write about. Same stuff, but with a little a more currency. And uh, well, how do you think that the food is being changed these days? Is that something that uh, come to your mind, or do you think it's pretty much staying the same? What is your I thoughts? think we're changing. Are you still there, Ron? I yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I think things have I think things have changed. Uh, things have definitely gotten more casual, and I see that on the menus as well. I mean, when's the last time you walked into a restaurant and they had beef Wellington on the menu? Well, that's been a long, long it, time. I could I, I bet you I could ago. name ten of them in uh, a short period of time. You know There's more of them than you might imagine. You know, it would be interesting to see someone try to update yeah. beef Wellington. Uh huh. I mean, I've done I don't that know at home. Yeah. yeah, I've done yeah. that at home. Actually, I mean, I, I, love, I love the idea of something being coated. Well, they have these, um, 
they're, they're like biscuits, uh, and they, but they when, when you unroll them, they're in triangles, and then what you're supposed to do is kind of do a loose roll on it. I forget what you call it, but I'll buy homemade biscuit mix, and I'll flatten that out with a little bit of flour, and that's ready to go, and you know it's going to rise because it's a biscuit. So what I did the other night is I cut up some small pieces of burger and cooked them partially, and then I put them in there and rolled them up and... Uh, they came out great. So then I took a piece of chicken and uh, cooked that about halfway, got that flattened out with some mustard and some cheese and some other stuff, and I rolled that up and then put that in the oven. And it's amazing. It's like a mini Wellington minus the, uh, minus the dried mushrooms. Well, I, um, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the whole thing. I like stuff like meat pies, but uh, something fancy like that doesn't seem to – not to me, just not to me. Anyway, sure. thank you very anyway. much, Ron. All right. Y'all have a great, talk to you. great show. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. We're doing yeah. that. We're just talking Imagine. about food. That's all we do here. That's we do. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to ask about something or tell about something, it's okay. No matter what you are thinking about in your own thought about this, go ahead and do it because it's more fun that way. I think you'll even agree with that. True. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, The Food Show, and uh, but make us a little more a little more surpery or and a surpery. I want to throw out gingerbread. Gingerbread? Gingerbread is something that people have strong feelings about. It is the edible dictionary word yep. of the day today, mm. brought to you by Dorknex. One of the top 20 regional had, supermarkets of I all time. I had kind of, there was some, uh, there was indeed uh, some of ginger and things in that category that was on uh, something else we were doing on a, another one of these uh, mm -hmm. within the last Do you like gingerbread, Tom? Uh, my wife uh, is doing, is much busier. Do you like gingerbread? No, nah, as I remember, she doesn't. I don't. I'm asking you if yeah. you like gingerbread. Uh, I, you I probably do. Well, I'll you give love you an ginger example. There's, cookies and there's a lot of cinnamon and all that, that stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there now that is flagrantly just way over the end of uh, overdoing things. Um, there's there's one uh, sandwiches in particular, uh, and you get uh, ideas about hey, don't do this no matter what, and go and do this after that. And uh, all of a sudden, there's some sort of uh, uh, perude. Uh, I just uh, um, an amazing. Are you getting to the answer of whether you like gingerbread or not? Is I that I, I don't in there know. Somewhere? I, honest to goodness, I don't know don't because know like I've, I've been thinking both of them about them mm -hmm. in the last week or so, mm -hmm. and I still don't wind up getting any of any, gonna, anything how many people like gingerbread i would really like to know the answer to that because you see gingerbread <clears throat> like houses you see these elaborate gingerbread things and um i wonder what happens in the kitchens when those gingerbread houses are being made do people snack on gingerbread do you mm -hmm. like gingerbread is the I question do. for the next hour actually yeah. Um, I would really like to know that because um, it's it's such a traditional Christmas thing. Doesn't mm -hmm. move me at all, but then I'm not a spice kind of person. So I'm curious to see if people do like gingerbread. Anyway, the edible dictionary word is gingerbread, a crisp cookie made with not only ginger, but a variety of other aromatic spices. Because of its resistance to getting stale, most gingerbread is made into shapes and used for decoration as well as for eating. 
Making gingerbread houses is a signal activity during the Christmas holidays when families as well as pastry shops and large restaurants and hotels create amazing sculptures of gingerbread. The basic recipe emerged from the Middle you, Ages. You know, there's, there's a, a, a restaurant that's kind of in a mall uh, in towards... You have to hold it, Tom. Okay. We have to go to the top of the hour news right now for the yeah. Louisiana Radio yeah, Network. We'll, 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 we'll be hold. back for some more chat about food. 5569696 yeah. WGSO, New Orleans. Hey, this is William Wallace with William Wallace for America. You can hear me on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 here in WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Kennedy of Louisiana speaking there on Fox News regarding a new coronavirus relief bill, which is expected to pass today and then be signed by President Trump. As far as if the bill will help, Senator Kennedy reminds everyone. Oh, it's real help. It's a trillion dollars, for God's sakes. Uh, what is that, $1,000 million? Part of that plan does include another check of up to $600 for Americans that qualify. President Trump's re-election campaign is wanting the Supreme Court to get involved in the dispute over the election. At issue is the state's mail-in voting system that came under scrutiny ahead of the November election. The campaign saying they violated the Constitution by setting up looser mail-in voting rules. You're listening to USA Radio News. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. Call 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. A new strain of COVID-19 being seen in the U.K. has folks in the United States on edge. A new strain of COVID-19 is being reported in the United Kingdom. U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams says it does not hinder the coronavirus vaccines combating the virus. People to know that viruses mutate all the time, and that does not mean that this virus is any more dangerous. We don't even know if it's really more contagious yet or not, or if it just happened to be a strain that was involved in a super spreader event. Right now, we have no indications that it is going to hurt uh, our ability to continue vaccinating people or that it is any more dangerous or deadly than the strains that are currently out there and that we know about. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Indoor religious services are now allowed again in Los Angeles County. Local health officials overturning their ban this weekend after the Supreme Court ruled in favor of a Pasadena church in its challenge to the state's coronavirus rules. USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. 
That's 800-215-5141. More coronavirus vaccines are making their way across the United States. The amount of available coronavirus vaccines will begin to increase on Monday as more than 5 million doses of Moderna's vaccine begin to be delivered across the country. And soon, a third shot could be available as well. Admiral Brekarar of Operation Warp Speed says Johnson & Johnson is expected to submit its vaccine for approval in January. He tells ABC's This Week that will help get closer to the goal of all Americans having access to immunization by next June. We are very confident that by June, anyone in America who wants to have a vaccine will have the Tonight, colder drops to lows of 30s to the mid-40s. Tomorrow afternoon, a little milder, mid-60s. Warmer yet, but the clouds return by afternoon. Some scattered showers Wednesday with highs near 70. Wednesday night, Thursday mornings, the best chance of rain with a strong cold front coming in. It'll be colder through the day, 50s and 40s for Thursday afternoon with sunshine for the afternoon, gusty winds. Colder Thursday night and Christmas Day, upper 20s to 30s. The highs going somewhere near 50. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us about food. We're waiting to do that with you. Yeah, and that's what they all talk about, too, and more. I was going to try and sneak in the remainder of the edible dictionary word gingerbread while you were gone, Tom. So I am going to mm-hmm. go ahead and I'll redo it. A crisp cookie made with not only ginger but a variety of other aromatic spices. Because of its resistance to getting stale, most gingerbread is made into shapes and used for decoration as well as for eating. Making gingerbread houses is a signal activity during the Christmas holidays when families, as well as pastry shops in large restaurants and hotels, create amazing sculptures of gingerbread. The basic recipe emerged from the Middle Ages in England when spices from the Far East began to be easily available. In the early days, gingerbread was made with molasses or sugar syrup and breadcrumbs. Over the years, the breadcrumbs were replaced by flour, eggs, and milk, and the syrup by sugar. The icings and other decorations came later. There's a Louisiana version of gingerbread. It's called a stage plank made with molasses in the sugarcane country. Stage planks come in two forms, thick and soft and thin and crisp. Both kinds are frosted on one side. I don't even know what that is, but I would say it sounds interesting, but to me it doesn't because it's got gingerbread, which is not something that I like. Do you like gingerbread? That's the question for this I hour. Do. Well, I knew that because you like ginger mm-hmm. snaps and you like ginger yeah. uh, the, everything. The, the kind that they do over at, of all things, uh, the NBNV, that's not his name. What's, you know, NV? Where? Uh, Give me a hint. On uh, the places you go. Somebody's doing gingerbread houses? 
No, it's uh, it's doing it's doing kind of half like, Is this like refreshing a bakery or something. Huh? Is this a bakery? Yeah, kind of. It's and refer, helps out the the pieces of of those things. Okay, we'll talk uh, about that and come back with the answer Visa. to that. Visa. That's the name of it. Visa. Yeah. Visa, as in the credit card. Exactly. What do they have? To oh do wait, with? am I am I saying the wrong thing? I yeah, think I'm I trying, might be. I'm trying to think of what Visa has to do with a gingerbread house. Maybe you can buy one there. Oh, a lot Today, of people have had. They're pretty in good. In Chicago, in 1978, the first Morton Steakhouse arrived. Ah, I remember that. You weren't there, were you? I was there. When they opened, and it's second when they opened. Then they came to New Orleans, and oh. they were here in New Orleans for a fairly long time. And then they came when they went off again. And they went into the burb, into the, uh, into the mall. Where, into where the mall. was the original Morton's here? The original Martin Morton's here is exactly where the one that's been there lately has been. Oh, so it, it was always in Canal Place. Around it was around there. Was Canal Place even around in the seventies? It's you know all those uh, malls that they have. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. If you have, they uh, do have a lot of oh, malls. Oh wait, wait, it's actually in a pretty good sized mall uh, upstairs it's in on Canal the second. Place. Yeah, at Canal was Place. Was that the original location that's of it? Was You've it always it. in Canal Place? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, Tom, was yes. it always in Canal Place? No, okay. it was Where originally was it? very close to that, but by a waste of about. It seems like it would be in the quarter of the CBD. You know, Mm -hmm. My my wife, uh oh, uh, my wife uh, <laughs> loved the old I used to. beef. I used to. Yeah. And then it was bought by Landry's, and as most things that are owned by Landry's happen, it didn't it didn't end well. For uh -huh. them. It hasn't ended. Yeah. I mean, but most of the people that are in there, I think, are tourists. Who, and who? What do they care about the kinds of things we're talking? Yeah, about? I don't know why you would go to a Morton Steakhouse in New Orleans anyway, and I don't really understand why a tourist would do a lot of these things in New Orleans. But you know what? It's up to you. Like I find that a lot of people are at Fogo de Champ are tourists, which I can't. Well, now maybe you're from someplace where there isn't one of those. You know, I used to go to Atlanta and go to Fogo because we didn't have one. Mm -hmm. So well, this was uh, this my my wife just thought it was. Uh, a nice clean place to live in. The, he, she'd meet. Uh, I like their onion bread. Onions bread. Their onion bread was really and, good. And the onion, uh, those roasts too. On in, they make these uh, whist. I like the decor lo loaves too. Of, yeah, and, the and, onion loaves. And they were big. Right, they're big they, bulbous round things that would come to the table, and they were really yeah. good. Yeah, and they, they were. Had good. A, they had a nice. You'd go there and eat just that. Yeah. They had a nice um, booth that was kind of sumptuous, although you see those now at Chifuncta's. But mm -hmm. uh, it, I used to like it at Morton's. I know you used to chide me for that because I would like Morton's almost as much as Ruth's Chris, but now Morton's is not what it used to be. And, you know, as so many things aren't. The owners, Arnie Morton and Klaus Frisch, it is a, uh, are the owners, and um, it's a classic expense account restaurant catering to business travelers. Morton's is all over America, so a guy. Oh, well, that's good, because you don't find that kind of sandwich anywhere else yeah. except here. Yeah. Muffalettas, Most, yeah. they've never heard of it, never thought of it, and the only place where they really got it gone with it was northern uh, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, they loved it in Chicago, which is a very good place for people from Chicago to go. It, yeah. it was a perfect match. 
Well, anyway, it's mostly guys who go there in a strange town will find it comfortably familiar. The place, prices are at the top of the spectrum. That is true. And the menu is primarily beef with the standard steakhouse alternatives. In 2012, Morton was bought by uh, Landry's, the Houston-based, uh, what's his name? Tillman Fertitta chain, which is too bad. So that's when it went down. And they've redone it since then, and I don't like the way they've redone it either. So there's just very little, in my opinion, to recommend the Mortons mm -hmm. here. But, you know, and that's too bad. You know, it's something that we are capable of doing around here, very corporate uh, uh, According and so what what am I trying to say? I don't know, but you know, I went uh, to the Mortons in the first time I went to Mortons was with my old fiance and his family who lived in Los Angeles and we went to the Los Angeles version of Mortons and it was also in a strip not a strip mall, but it was in a, like a shopping center. It was also on the second or third floor. It was really gorgeous and it was uh -huh. absolutely delicious. And I was really glad that I wasn't uh the, the ticket didn't come to me. The bill didn't come to me. But um, it, it was the first time I had it was actually right after it had opened. Because uh, I think L.A. might have been one of the second or third locations of it. So Morton's Steakhouse, happy yeah. birthday. And uh, one thing I'd like to add to this little general concept here. Uh, we, we, uh, this, the, the food show works in a, such a way for certain uh, uses if there's a place you want to get to and uh, going over the uh, your own route to it, uh -huh. tell them and they will really love hearing that. And if you have a, a, a such a thing as that, put it on the air here and then other people yeah, can sure. get it. Yeah, sure. So it's, uh, five, five, it's, six, nine, it's one of the nine, best six. things we do. Somebody is waiting to do that right now. Tom, oh, let's well, go here to they... Let's go Holy to Janice. Mo Okay. Woo. Hello, okay. how are you guys doing? I'm uh, reasonably well, but I was getting kind of soft and wimpy, and I had to back <laughs> off about half a second. Oh, it's such so, a good uh, thing we don't have. It's such a good thing we don't have a webcam yeah. here. Let's go. You to know what? Janice. You know what happens to me? Tell. And it used to happen just on a rare occasion, but now it happens more. Yeah. And it is frustrating. I'll think of something. And then yes. I no sooner think of it, poof, it's gone. Poof, and then that the can news, happen. The good news about it is that after a little bit, it comes back into my head. I was trying to think. I know somebody I went to school with lives in Georgia, and mm. I was trying to think the other day where where does she live? And where, I think it starts with an L. But it wouldn't come to me. It took me like a, a day, and then I remembered. Oh, Lawrenceville. Yeah, it's frustrating. It really is. And I find that the older I get, you know, I just I just hope that I'll always be able to remember what it is I was thinking of. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I always think of that as like a, um, a deep sea fishing where you, you have something deep at the bottom of the sea and you have to keep cranking to bring it up. But the thing is, the harder you try to remember, I know. <laughs> you got to let it go and then it'll uh -huh. come back to you. Because if, yeah. if you really fight trying to remember what it is, it, it don't happen like that. It's just very now, listen, I called Doug and I want to wish you guys... A very Merry Christmas. Doug? Doug, you know Doug. Doug, our old producer? Yeah. Oh, uh, tell him hello for us. Tell Doug. him a Merry Christmas, too. I certainly will. Is is he your significant other? That's my husband, yeah. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Well, tell him we miss him and love him, and how's uh, everything going for you guys? It's, it's going. It's going. We had a <laughs> issue with the hurricane, Ab would say, that we had to get the roof replaced. 
Uh-huh. Uh, I've had to get in touch with the insurance. There's something company. we'll have to do one of these mm-hmm. days. Uh, the people who have the best eating uh, 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 um, uh, sorry, I'm looking for the word that talks okay, about well, what happens when you go to a, a hurricane. Still at the old place? A hurricane. A place oh, with a hurricane drink? in it. That's what I was trying to get to. The alcoholic you mean? No, I think he's thinking of an actual hurricane like you were just talking to. That's one of oh. Tom's favorite subjects. Is Doug still at the old place? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's okay. still over there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, does he ever- uh, the, hours, the hours were cut, though, because of, uh, you know, COVID and all that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he does the fishing show, and, and he mm-hmm. does a few other things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's well, doing the uh, outdoor thing and all. Okay. Well, please okay. tell him hello for us, and, and, uh, and you know, we we've fond, fond memories. Fond well, memories. that's why I wanted to call and touch base with you guys and let you know that we think about you, too. Oh, good. Okay. That's okay. Nice. Have a good day. Right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. I didn't even know Doug was married. I didn't know that at all. All right. Today is the feast day of St. Bodicarius. Tom, where in the world do you get these things? <laughs> Who? The feast day of St. Bodicarius, a Benedictine monk. I never heard of it. You're just making it up. No, I'm not. Tom. No, you right made it up. Thing. A Benedictine monk who tended the grapevines and kitchens at his monastery in 7th century Bobbio, Italy. A legend about him is that he once ran out of food, and yeah. after praying for divine assistance, he was able to feed 30 monks with a mm-hmm. single duck. Uh-huh. I don't know where they come from, but they're always interesting. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Looking for anybody to tell me if you like gingerbread, because I don't, <laughs> and I don't know if anyone does. But it's really someone must because it's kind of everywhere at this time of the year. All right, we will be back after these messages. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. 
I want to mention before we go dive back in, I want to mention that Maple Street Cafe is open for Christmas and for Christmas Eve and for New Year's and all of those holidays. And if I had the exact details, but my phone is charging in the other room, but it's something to remember because it's a delicious, delicious restaurant. It is incredibly affordable. Three courses for Christmas dinner for $34.95, kids 12 and under, $16.95, soup or soup and then salad and then an entree, things like prime rib, um, a veal dish, they have a uh, shrimp scampi kind of dish, and a lot of a lot of things that are just delicious, kind of like being at home, and uh, a very intimate place, friendly people, a great place to go for the holiday. As a matter of fact, um, someone told us probably a couple of weeks ago, said, you know what? I love what Tom does. I've always loved what Tom does. I never would have gone to Maple Street Cafe for Thanksgiving without him. And I go every year because Imagine. it's my favorite. All right. Oh. Maple Street Thank Cafe. You. Let's go to Walter. Hey, Walter. How you doing? Uh, have a answer to your gingerbread question and another question. Okay. Can uh, we bring up Walter a little bit? Mm -hmm. Here you it, go. I, and, I, nope, you're not doing anything. I, I do uh, it, Tom. Whenever you we, jump we, back, I, I turn it down. We just had one little thing. Okay. okay. All right, go ahead. Is this a commercial for Verizon? Can you hear me now? Yeah, <laughs> fire away. <laughs> yeah. Gingerbread is awesome with powdered sugar on it. Oh, really? Okay, maybe gotta, that makes you, it something. You got to try it with powdered sugar on it's awesome. But I have a question for Tom, since he's a know-it-all in foodery. What happened to the Ubik pies, Tom? Do you know? What? What? We do know. We do the know Ubik as pies. of just last Ubik week. pies. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I've been working for pies uh, for a long, long time to get sure that uh, they don't uh, uh, put them my Go away. Way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh it's what just one of those. They well, I'm were. Gonna tell you, I'm going to tell you in a second. They became incredibly popular uh, after they closed. They it was. I think it was a Katrina uh, problem, but it might have been. They something. had a fire it, in 2012. That's what I thought. But right, and right, around so what, as you. Wait, Tom, Tom, what, what I'm saying is, they they have a website on Facebook, and it said that they were coming back. They are in coming back in 20. Yeah, Very they've, soon, they've been they working for this back. for quite a while. Uh, but the, the problem was that the two sides of the two families involved, uh, basically they couldn't come to a decision as to what they're exactly going to do to make them come back. But everybody was happy that it was coming back. And there's a lot of people who were going crazy over that just really were ecstatic to be able to go back to Hubig's Pies. Okay. I'll so uh, ask me Drew how many Ramsey I do. two weeks ago at the Galatoire's auction. Drew Ramsey is the owner of Hubix Pies. Drew yeah. was in business with a good friend, and they fell out of favor after the fire when they could not agree on whether or not to reopen. Drew always wanted to reopen, and the partner didn't necessarily. And so after a protracted legal battle, Drew finally prevailed a couple of years ago. It's been years that this was settled. 
And uh, as, as a matter of fact, it's been a lot of years because we saw him at Mindy, the former producer's wedding. And wedding, he's, if I he's could, hooked up with her through her mother who works for him. If What's I can that? bust in for just a second. Mm-hmm. Bucky, uh, Becky, wait, wait. Is that the what Mindy? I said? Who? Mindy. Mindy, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mindy was one of the most brilliant people I've ever seen in radio, and I'm not kidding, because yeah. she it was, and, uh, a, was a producer. Mm-hmm. She was a producer for that uh, organization, and she uh, just always had that rocking and rolling, and she really knew what she was doing. And uh, then she got married, and good. Uh, no, she left because they wouldn't pay her enough. But well, anyway. there, there was a, a bit of that. But <laughs> she's now married. But and- uh, she, she's uh, whatever she gets out of it. God bless her. She was yeah, she's lovely. Uh, and we still is a wonderful person. Okay, so yeah. uh, back to that story. So um, we ran into Drew, and he updated us on their progress. And their progress is that after years, years of trying to find the exact right location, they have found it. Now, I'm trying to remember where he told me it was. But anyway, it is. I think it's, um, out, I think it's out in Jefferson. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where he said it was. It'll come to me, or I could just text him. But um, it is, it is. Uh, they're there. They are getting equipment in. They are about to hire back their employees who have been loyally waiting to go back there. They are very close, but do not have a date yet. Okay? Uh, so that's, that's that, the most that's recent information that we have. She's, uh, that's, that's, Stay that's a great. Stay tuned, coming quickly or soon. I mean, it's been, my gosh, it's been eight you'll, years. You'll it's, love her. When you first wow. get to know her, yeah. you're just going to go crazy over So it. anyway, that's, uh, that's the story on Hubig's Pies, everyone. Stay tuned. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you said that because I told Drew that I was going to email him to have him on the show to do a report and an update, but he said he wanted to come when they had an official start date. But I think that's pretty imminent. So um, we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna send him an email right now. Go ahead. What? Well, what you need to tell him is he needs to make like a million of them because he'll <laughs> sell them out in a day. You know, they've actually they've actually been doing only weddings. So like, if you yeah. had. You know, I don't know how they've been doing it, but but he told us this six or seven years ago when they had just won the lawsuit and they were looking for a place. They were doing special order Hubig's pies if you had a certain amount of them for a wedding. They were doing that, but they weren't doing it retail. So, And then that's the last time we saw him until the other night. So it was really well, nice maybe, to see maybe, him. Uh, maybe I could find me a desperate woman in Marin if you will. There you go. And I could maybe get me some. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't think you have to go to those measures because I really do think you'll be able to buy them retail pretty soon. Okay? Thank God for that. Thank God. <laughs> it's wonderful to have a loyal, loyal customer just waiting in the wings. Now, if only we could get someone to bring back um, Manuel's hot tamales. Well, I, you know what else I missed that they don't make anymore is the lemon whipped pie. You is don't that, see is that them Hubix? anywhere. No, what was that? No. I, I no, can't remember ever seeing it. You used to be able to get them in Rouse's for like 10 bucks. They were delicious, but they could happen. Oh, yeah. And I've gone, I've searched high and low, and not one supermarket has lemon whip pies. You got to go to a bakery and order one special, and they run you about 15 to 20 bucks. 
Well, I think you should go see our friend Nicole Dorignac over at Dorignac's and tell her, gosh darn it, I want lemon whip pies. Where? She'll be on Dornack? she'll be on she'll be on tomorrow. You should call her and tell her, get get you some lemon whipped pies. I hear they don't I don't know why they don't make I guess maybe they didn't sell enough of them. I don't know, but they got key lime pie coming out your eardrums everywhere. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, you got, you have, you can start counting it down for your first uh, Hubix pie after the fire, all right? I can, I hear you. I've been, I've been looking everywhere. Every all time right. I go on a, in a store, I look for uh, them. I'm, I'm going to buy a whole tray of those things when I see That's the best we can do for you now, but we'll get a date for you soon, okay? Keep mm -hmm. listening. Well, thank y'all. I've been listening to Tom for, like, forever. I, I even had a food number, uh... Way back in the day before <laughs> Katrina. Yep, 33 he told me years. How to make some he told me how to make some awesome stuffed crabs. Oh, mm. un unbelievable. Hard to He's find good stuffed crabs now. Um, I tell you, blue crab. He gave me a good recipe. My grandma used to make them. I tell you, they, they were so good. I wanted to slap her every time I ate one. But You know what? Gone. You're giving uh, me an idea. Tom, I was Tom had, had a recipe there that was pretty darn close. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to look it up. All right. Thank you, Walter. Stay tuned for Thank the Hubik's Pie. All right. Thanks a lot. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. All right, everyone, I have a favor to ask. You are listening to the food show. Momentarily. We may be un-inherably. Un oh, that's cute. Uh, we'd love to hear from you in any Met, Wage, and Pie era. What am I talking about? Momentarily, I want everyone to say a prayer and cross your fingers that our house that is about to be shown will please the person seeing it. Let's collectively do that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. We want to talk to you about food, not houses, but food. It is National Absinthe Day, Tom. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what, Do you like how does it compete? Absinthe is a highly alcoholic liqueur, very popular in France. Yeah, they sure do, and that's why I stopped. In the early 1900s, it was banned there and here, too. Its flavor is dominated by herbs in the anise family of flavors. If you drink Herb Saint or Pernod, both of which were created as absinthe substitutes, you get an idea of what absinthe was like. One of the components of absinthe was wormwood. Ooh, delicious. Despite its evil-sounding name, it's a green herb. It carries a toxin that was alleged to be the reason for absinthe illegality. However, none of that toxin comes through the distillation of well-made absinthe. You know what I just thought? I think we might have Tim McNally coming on. Yeah. All right, 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. It's time for the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. And I'm not sure if we do or not. I think I said yeah. Okay. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. The State Health Department reported 65 more COVID-19 deaths today. Jeff Palermo has the latest on these numbers. The 65 COVID-related deaths is the highest single-day total since July, and the number of confirmed COVID deaths has reached 6,775. The State Health Department also reported 56 more COVID patients in the hospital. The total is just shy of 1,600. Congressman-elect Luke Letlow, who will begin representing the 5th District next month, has been hospitalized because of his COVID symptoms, but his office says the 41-year-old still plans on being sworn in next month. I'm Jeff Palermo. 
And a legislative auditor's report finds LDH's COVID-19 dashboard numbers in daily reporting to be accurate, with only an estimated 0.4% of all reported tests likely being duplicates. It did raise issues, though, with a lag between when tests are conducted in the field and when those results are sent back to the Department of Health. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com, I'm Matt Doyle. 2020 has dropped a lot of surprises on our doorstep. Don't let the flu be another one. Be stronger than the flu this season and take your best shot at staying healthy. The CDC says the flu shot is the best way to prevent the virus and recommends that people six months old and older get the vaccine. At Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana, we make it easy for you to fight the flu. Most health plans, including Medicare and Medicaid, cover the flu vaccine at a low cost or no cost at all. Call your primary care doctor to find out the best way to get your shot. If you don't have a doctor, check the Blue Cross directory online at www.bcbsla.com. This year, it's more important than ever to stay healthy. So be stronger than the flu and get the vaccine today. It's your best shot against the flu. Whoever you are, whatever you do, you gotta take your best shot against the flu. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and on December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. You make me feel so young. You betcha. And isn't it good to feel young? I don't know. Tim, do you feel young? We have Tim McNally on to talk about champagne. I really do. And I'm very lucky in that regard. Uh, What is it? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of that song. But anyway, I'll probably think of it later. Tom was just uh, singing it. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Merry Christmas to (laughs) y'all. He was, wasn't it? That's why we're thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Tim, I, I gave you a mission last time we talked and asked well, you to Well, you did. Us. You gave me homework assignment. All right. What'd you come up with? Well, let me, can I start with where you left off last segment? You can start with whatever you'd like to start oh, with. Oh, that's ahead. so sweet. Nobody ever says that to me. But uh, <laughs> uh, absinthe. Yes. Um, Absinthe was an amazing uh, digestive uh, or an enjoyable spirit going back into the middle to late 1800s. New Orleans was one of the centers for absinthe. And uh, absinthe was made primarily in the Loire Valley of France and in Switzerland. Uh, and uh, because we were a French community, we grabbed on to it pretty seriously. And, of course, the stories of absinthe uh, having an hallucinogenic aspect to it 
caused uh, the United States of America to ban absinthe, quote, I'm using ban in terms of quotes, ban absinthe in 1905. Well, I'm and, thinking that the word wormwood had something to do with it, too. Well, wormwood was used <laughs> in a variety of things. You had wormwood in, uh, in beers. You had wormwood being used in vermouth. Wormwood would use in a variety of things that well, were. Well, no wonder famous. I don't drink. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, but it is an herb. It, it, it's it's a nasty sounding herb. I think it's a horrible name for the it herb. It is a horrible. But name. but it is uh, it was used in a lot of uh, medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, they it thought it had medicinal values to it. Well, it, um, it sounds the, like it for sure. The truth about absinthe is that it never did, uh, after it went through the distillation process, it never did have any hallucinogenic properties at all. But it is about 62 to 65% alcohol. So <gasps> is that right? Oh, that's my That's a big goodness. number. Yeah, that's Ooh. a big number. Yeah. Gosh. So, uh, I have so to stay away had... from that. I have enough trouble with tequila. <laughs> well, wow. but, but so anyway, uh, to bring the story home... Uh, in about 1988-1989, which is fairly recent history, a chemist from Shell Oil in Norco was walking along Charters Street and was walking by the wonderful, which is now gone, uh, antique, small antique shop, Luculus. And in yes. Luculus, he mm -hmm. saw this piece of glassware on display and he went in and asked the people uh, in the shop what is that and they said that is an absinthe fountain huh. and uh, what happened was is that it was a cut glass piece a beautiful cut glass piece, but it had spigots all the way around it huh. and you put water in there and then you slowly dripped the water through the spigot onto a sugar cube on a slotted spoon, and then that fell into a glass which had absinthe on it. And then you enjoyed the absinthe uh, deal. And Ted Bro was the gentleman's name, uh, the New Orleans name, and he got very curious about it because he was a chemist. Ted went to the Loire Valley in France, went to one of the original absinthe distilleries. Oh, wow took their recipe, made absinthe. Hmm. He ran that absinthe through a series of gas chromatograph studies, brought those studies back to alcohol, tobacco, and firearms in Washington, D.C., and said, I want a license to make this. Hmm. And they said, you can't make that. That's absinthe. It's banned. And he said, here is the legislation that we thought banned absinthe, but it never really did. Ah. And here are the gas chromatograph studies, which comes in under the definitions. I want a license. And Ted actually, in 1998 or 99, I believe, put out re-put out the first absinthe to make its appearance in the world, and that is Lucid, L-U-C-I-D. And this is, this is, it remained, quote, banned that whole time until he did that? Yeah, yeah, huh. and everybody, but everybody huh. assumed it was banned. But you, they didn't have the test back in those days wow. to do the assurance. And the way the legislation was, was written, 
they couldn't prove it was banned or not banned. Everybody just thought it was. Hmm, interesting. All right. Well, uh, I don't need to. Um, I don't need to know about absinthe because at sixty, what is it, sixty-two percent alcohol? It's probably yeah. not going to be, not going to be in my little uh, world. But uh, let's talk about some champagnes. Cause let's talk about champagne and sparkling wine. Stream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you. So what you, you what you come up with? You know about champagne, of course. And the only way that a bottle can be labeled champagne is if it comes from the Champagne region of northeastern France. So if you see champagne on the label, that is its point of origin. Uh-huh. And uh, a couple of the champagnes that I would recommend uh, for the holiday. And look, everybody's going to get their $600, so this might be a good way to spend it. Um, but uh, Perrier Jouet, P-E-R-R-I-E-R-J-O-U-E-T. Uh, you will like a, that. Sorry? You will be happy with that. That is a great, great project. That's a wonderful, wonderful champagne. And we have uh, a, that's, quite a few others, too. That's the one. That's well, The one you want is a Brut, and that's the a one brut. that has the little white flowers on the bottle. Yes, I like that mm -hmm. one. I have had that, and I like it. Mm -hmm. The other one is Roterer, R-O-E-D-E-R-E-R. Yes, I like that one too. Uh -huh. And uh, Perrier Jouet is located on the Avenue of the Millionaires mm -hmm. in Epinay, mm -hmm. France. And right across the street is Roterer. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. And, well, yeah, uh, pretty swift uh, uh, writing down all this. Yeah. That's a nice address. And then oh, it's two fantastic. doors down. Already. Two doors down is Paul Roger. P O L R O G E R. Paul Roger uh, is a wonderful champagne. It was the favorite champagne uh, of Winston Churchill. So the Paul Roger Cuvée Winston Churchill is excellent. Yeah, it's a, a great champagne, or other things that aren't champagne, they're bubbled wines. Good neighborhood to be in. But it's really yes. uh, good anyway. It's, mm -hmm. uh, everybody's crazy of it. Yeah, Well, let's, sure. let's move on to other wines that are, have bubbles that mm -hmm. are not champagnes. Although, let me, I got one more champagne to give you, and that's Tribo. T-R-I-B-A-U-T. Relatively new to New Orleans, but an old line family. Uh, in the Champagne region uh, mm -hmm. of, of Cham uh, France. So mm -hmm. let's move on. So if you want to not quite spend that kind of money, mm -hmm. all right, and wine with bubbles is very much determined uh, value by what you're paying for it. That's mm -hmm. always a good rule. If it seems really, really cheap, you probably don't want to get near it because yeah. it's probably really, really cheaply made. So the champagne that, or the uh, sparkling wine that comes out of northeastern uh, Italy is called Prosecco. Yeah. Mm -hmm. P-R-O-S-E-C-C-O. Uh, if you are going to have a Prosecco, uh, they usually, 14 to $16 will get you a pretty good one. Okay, now, do you really like Prosecco? I do. Do you like Prosecco, Tom? But I'll bet you uh, for every one person who likes it uh, with uh, a great enough uh, interest in it to come back again and again, uh, 
you can get it and everybody will be happy in the box because they're very appealing in, uh, in the fact that if you took a sip down, you'd find that everything in it is a little bit sweet, a little, has a little diddle area on the mm -hmm. menu, mm -hmm. and uh, it needs very little uh, uh, and it goes very well with the other bottles. So you walk away from it happy. Yeah, I think that um, I think that I liked Prosecco when I first tried it, but I I have come to conclude that uh, Prosecco is no match for Champagne. Oh well, that's uh, and, that's not even in I the same place of the just world. Go ahead and spend the money for Champagne. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Champagnes that we've talked about, you're probably looking at forty five dollars a bottle mm -hmm. as a starting point. Yeah. Uh, the Proseccos, if you can get something nice in a Brut, B-R-U-T, quality, mm -hmm. for 14 to $16, um, you've got to make a determination, do I want six bottles of this or one bottle of that? Right, exactly. exactly. Well, I, I mean, it would be for the occasion, too. I mean, you know, if you wanted to get Prosecco for a big pile of people at Christmas versus you and your significant other having a bottle, you know, for New Year's Eve, you know, that that's, it's, it's sort of, I, the context is important, you know? Fixed up. Uh, um, While we're on that topic, on let me also suggest Cava, C-A-V-A, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. the Spanish uh, bubble wine. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. That comes from the uh, southwestern uh, portion of Spain. Uh, and, and I'm sorry? No, Spanish wines, I thought, were one of the great uh, achievements. Uh, it, may, it comes out it, with the feeling of a French, uh, any of the many different French bubblies. Mm -hmm. And uh, here are the people coming in from, uh, from Spain. Same idea, except you get a little farther because it's more successful, uh, strangely enough. Hey, guess who, uh, who I think uh, likes I th to have... Uh, Senna style uh, of Cava, of huh? Cava, Cava. Cava, Cava yeah. is what they uh -huh. call. It. Yeah. Have you ever heard of it, Marianne? <laughs> you uh, oh, what? No, you got it. You you we don't have to worry about this anymore. Okay. Because she has actually we I did like, at our I do like champagne. That's at our sure. at mm -hmm. our uh, wedding we had wedding Cava. we, we mm -hmm. had yep the bubble with champagne mm -hmm. and it was terrific then was. and and now. And we even still have a few yeah, bottles we left. Mm -hmm. We do. All right. Uh, if you could hang on with us. Um, Me? We, no. <laughs> and what around? What's it's your show. But actually, I do ask that question of you quite a lot. If you could hang on with us, could you please hang on another 15 minutes? All right. Let's come back with Tim McNally after these messages. We'll be back. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. 
Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. I get misty just holding your hand. Before we go back to Tim McNally, I want to mention that you should go to Norjo if you would like to get some great imports to incorporate into your Christmas cooking. Uh, Norjo is a good place to do it, or just for regular stuff. This is the place you're going to find great olive oils, the kind that make a difference in your cooking. Also, other kinds of things that are unique, eclectic. They have some baked goods that are Italian cookies there. They have the best muffalata on the South Shore. They have the Lindy, which is a meatball sub, and the Cheese Wheel, which is sort of an interactive thing with pasta that you can get right there. Norjo Imports is a little bit different since Mark Steubenville has taken it over from uh, Norma and Joe, but it is really cool, very different, but also on the up and up, just coming on up, uh, a lot of great ideas there. That is Norjo Imports, where Metairie Road meets the railroad tracks at 505 Frisco Avenue. Their phone number is 833-9240, Norjo Imports. All right, so if we wanted to blow it out, Tim, and splurge on something, what would we get for champagne? Well, uh, you obviously you're going to get uh, what is known as a tete de cuvee uh, from champagne. Um, somewhere about $200 uh, Ooh, for, wow. the, for that. Wow. And, uh, uh-huh. yeah, you said blow it out. You said let's go. Yeah, wow. And tete so, de cuvee, okay. Uh, that is, that is the, the head of the blends. Uh, it is the mm-hmm. best that each house puts out. So, again, if you're looking and you say, oh, I don't know anything about this, go with price. Go to what's comfortable to you by way of price because that's always, in champagne, always, and sparkling wine, a good indicator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we haven't okay. talked about America yet. All right, let's talk about America. We don't want to leave us out. We're in it. No. Uh, we're in it. So in this country, uh, from um, the southern region of Napa and Sonoma, is Domain Carneros. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is um, uh, around $25. Uh, also in this country is J, just J. And, uh, and then uh, Domain Chandon. I like Domaine Chandon. Uh-huh. And Mum Napa. Yeah, I like that too. Okay, and these, now, are, then, these are affordable. Okay. Then probably the best uh, sparkling wine done in America that is not affiliated with a French house but is done in the French style is Schramsberg. I love Schramsberg. I do love Schramsberg. I think I tasted go. that uh, last year. That was really, really good. And what's that? What's that go for? Uh, how much a bottle for that? You're looking at twenty-five to thirty, depending. Oh, on that's good. I mean, oh, that's, that's good inexpensive. stuff for twenty to twenty-five dollars a bottle. That's really yep. good stuff. After yeah. at our wedding reception, it was in the teens. Yeah, well, that but was kava too, though, right? Kava. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it was wonderful, and everybody was at that party was very happy about it. Champagne is one of those things that. It goes with everything. It goes with every event. It goes with every group of people. It's just sort of like the universal thing. 
You know? It is a universal thing, and, and when you're stumped on what wines to have at a particular time, and usually the holidays throw those stumpers at you. There's a yeah. lot of different flavors on the table. There are yeah. a lot of different people sitting around the table. Right, exactly. Or at least there were in the old days. And usually sparkling wine is, uh, is always a good comeback. Let yeah, me give you one more from South Africa. Okay. Graham Beck. G-R-A-H-A-M-B-E-C-K. Okay, that's a person's name, I guess, huh? It's one of the richest guys in South Africa, and uh, he uh, he decided he wanted to do a winery, and Graham Beck, uh, he named the wine at, winery after him. It's very good sparkling wine. Okay. All right, that sounds good. It's sparkling wine, though, and what does that go for a bottle? About 30. Okay. All right, so that's right in keeping with the, the California guys. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, Tim, thank mm. you, because I uh, always, at this time of year, start thinking more about champagne. I mean, I never think about champagne unless I'm offered a glass, so it's not something that I would go out and buy, because first of all, we have a lot of champagne here, and uh, and I, I wonder, though, if people are looking for something for the holidays, you know, how can we direct them to something that they really like? So review those really quickly. Just name the ones, if you're looking for $16 a bottle, here's your Prosecco's. If you're looking for uh, California, do this. Get, go real quick through that list. Well, at $60 a bottle, you you don't need Prosecco. That that makes no sense whatsoever. No, I'm so, at 16. Okay. 16. 16 okay. is a good bottle. Your Prosecco's uh, at 16 or what? Yeah, your favorite. And I would go with whatever's on the shelf. These things okay. all change around because uh -huh. they're imported. And uh -huh. when one runs out, something else is going to get trotted in. I usually uh, see that blue one, whatever that one is. Uh, use Lamarck. Uh, yeah, is, uh, uh -huh. is the right. One. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So okay. that, that's the one there. Um, mm -hmm. On the Cava, uh, New Orleans has really grabbed on for years to Freshnet, mm -hmm. uh, F-R-E-I-X-E-N-E-T. Ah, okay. Uh, and uh, that's that. that's a pretty good pretty good Cava. You know, okay. Around 12. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But again, in all of these lower-end wines, you want to buy the Brute designation. Brute, okay. Prosecco, sometimes you get into trouble when you look at Spumante. It gets a little too sweet. Uh, yeah. So oh, stay yeah. with the Brute. Yeah. Okay, and the sparkling from California, real, run through those real quick again. Domaine Carneros, Domaine Carneros, Domaine okay. uh, Chandon, Mum Napa, and Jay. Okay, and those are going to be, is that Jay Lore? Is Was that... No, Jay. Jay. Okay. Jay. Okay, just Jay. Okay, and uh, and that is like in the twenty five dollar range. Yes. Twenty five. Okay. All right. And then if you want to go blow it out, Tete de Cuvée. Uh, I would stay with, uh, and I think Tom would agree. I would go with the Perrier Jouet okay. um, on there, or the Paul Roger Cuvée Winston Churchill. Okay, I think I've heard Tom talk about that one. All right, thank you very much, Tim. We're going to wind down thank the you. show. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Tim McNally up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, by the way. Uh, he knows some stuff about that. So if you would like to go in-depth with that sort of thing with him, uh, he is there to do that for you uh, five to six, every, not five to six, four to five every day. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We have just a few minutes left of this show. If you would like to talk to us, we'd love to do that with you. 
Uh, absinthe, I'm going to go back to, I got half of that. Uh, absinthe is a highly alcoholic liqueur, very popular in France in the 1800s. In the early 1900s, it was banned there and here too. Its flavor is dominated by herbs and the anise flavor. Family of flavors, if you drink Herb Saint or Pernod, both of which were created as absinthe substitutes, you get an idea of what absinthe was like. One of components of absinthe was wormwood. Despite its evil-sounding name, it's a green herb. It carries a toxin that was alleged to be the reason for absence illegality. However, none of the toxin comes through the distillation of well-made absinthe. The real reason for the ban was that an anti-alcohol movement was underway in the early 1900s, and the popularity of absinthe made it a target. Absinthe is making a strong comeback in recent years. Its fans are overzealous about it. They've even revived the elaborate ritual for sweetening it, involving the use of special perforated flat spoons for the sugar to rest on. Today is also the birthday of uh, Joseph Stalin in 1879. His real name, this is why I wanted to get to this so I could see if I could pronounce it, Oisif Vissarionovich Zugashvili. <laughs> That's, uh, that's quite a mouthful, I would say. And that's all we have to say about that. We don't know if he was a good eater or a, a gourmet eater, or I would imagine he, is, he would. Those people tend to be. Uh, words to eat by today. Dinner at the Hunter Combs possessed only two dramatic features, the wine, which was a farce, and the food, a tragedy. That's from Anthony Powell, a British writer born today in 1905. And the words to drink by are from Thomas Couture, whose birthday is 1815 today. He was talking about Manette's painting, Absinthe Drinker. There's only one absinthe drinker, and that's the man who painted this idiotic picture. So I guess he wasn't a fan of absinthe. Anyway. All right, Tom, All right. we are just about done with this here show today. Any words to close it out? I think uh, the time has gotten to pretty close to that, but everybody has new ways of looking things. And uh, for the uh, uh, the winery, no, this isn't a winery. This is what do we? What would we call this? Uh, uh, this is the Cool Water Ranch. The Cool Water Ranch. Yeah, that's what we call it personally. Yes, that's. that's and then you have the people who are out there out in the, the in the uh, mm -hmm. out in the in the sides there and and one good thing after another and then we have people who are just catch a little thing at the champagne uh, place yep. or not. and yep. and you walk away happy because you don't have to spend a huge amount of money to, to spike the industry about this if you uh you walk away happy because go it's to so champagne much better to be happy than not how's that absolutely in today's world? It, it much I better remind than people I... that michael 75 told us about the christmas star which happens in the southwestern sky at 505 our time so if you are i mean i don't know how you're going to see it in the sky here now but i'm going to look for it and it's the winter solstice. The, the Christmas star is supposed to be the one that the Magi... Shortest Magi, Magi. Magi. Is it Magi or Magi? Magi. Yeah. Uh, were following to get to the baby Jesus. And it was uh, a scientific thing. It was Jupiter being in somebody else's house. You can look it up online. That's where everything is. But today he said, I'm glad he called to remind us it's at 5.05. And I plan to there look for are. it on my way to go look for a toilet. 
which is what I have to <laughs> do right idea. after the show. All right, that's it for us. If you have missed any of the show, you can get it at nomenu.com under the food show. We post those shows. Uh, I tend to fall behind, but I think I'm kind of sort of up to date on them. Also, we would love for you to tell a friend about the show because, you know, it's, it's a respite from everything else that's out there, which is kind of dark and dreary, like a winter day. They can go to uh, the Simple Radio app and download it free and type in 990 New Orleans and get the show live from wherever they are. And we hope that you will do that. Just tell one person. That's all. Yeah, one person. Me. Yeah. And for yourself, if you missed it, go to nomenu.com, the food show. That's also where you can sign up for our newsletter, which comes out twice a week and has a lot of great stuff. If I do say so myself, I don't do it. Our daughter does it, but she collects a lot of information about things that are happening around town. The events page is something new on nomenu.com that will tell you stuff that's happening around town, food-wise, that you might want to go to specials, pop-ups, things like that. We also have Tom's vintage pieces in those newsletters and also on the website. This is Tom's 50-year body of work. As somebody said, he knows some stuff and he does. So uh, we're bringing that back to keep that legacy alive. Tom has always been all about New Orleans food for 30, well, for 50 years, 33 on the radio show, but we like to celebrate that legacy on the website, nomenu.com, and in the newsletter. We also have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. We'd love for you to follow us there. That's where all the pretty pictures are of things that we are doing and places that we are eating. I have my own podcast, Emmy the Story Lady. That's E-M-M-I-E on Spotify and all those places. That's it for us. Good night, WGSO New Orleans. Want to hear more than just the same sports topics about the same sports teams? Then tune in to All Season Long with me, Sean Ross, Thursdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. People are going to see this money the beginning of next week. So it's very fast. Uh, it's money that gets recirculated in the economy. So people go out and spend this money, and that helps small business. Mnuchin making those comments on CNBC that direct payment would be subject to the same income limits as it was back in March, which was $75,000. CVS Health will begin vaccinating those in long-term care facilities this week. The company is saying the first doses of the Pfizer vaccine will be given in 12 states. They include Florida, Nevada, New York, and Ohio. President-elect Joe Biden and Jill Biden also receiving their vaccines in Wilmington, Delaware on Monday. You're listening to USA Radio News. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that's shared more than $4 billion in each other's health care costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 
833-34-BIBLE. A third suspect is being charged in connection with the Pan Am Flight 103 terrorist bombing over Lockerbie, Scotland, 32 years ago. Attorney General Bill Barr saying there is no question the Pan Am attack was aimed at the United States. The operation had been ordered by the leadership of Libyan intelligence. Gaddafi had personally thanked Massoud for the successful attack on the United States. All eyes remain on Georgia with control of the Senate up for grabs in the Georgia runoffs. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley says the GOP can't rely on just the base to push past the Democrats. Haley telling Fox News they need to capitalize on the inroads President Trump made with minority voters to keep the two crucial Senate seats. If you look at our last event in Forsyth County, you saw it was multicultural, multi-generational. I mean, those are the people that President Trump helped build. We have to build on top of that. USA Radio News. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant. We just rolled out a new happy hour menu. Very French-inspired, small plates, some crab and corn beignets, mandouille gougères, palms d'oeuvre. Mandouille gougères? Yeah. Mandouille, gruyere cheese, pot of dough, fried up, actually, instead of baked, so they get that nice crispy outside and fluffy yeah. interior. You get the cheese all melty. Doing some petite sandwiches as well. Make it very kind of French street-inspired. We're doing a mini croque monsieur, mini grilled cheese, little Cajun sliders. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Tonight, colder drops to lows of 30s to the mid-40s. Tomorrow afternoon, a little milder, mid-60s. Warmer yet, but the clouds return by afternoon. Some scattered showers Wednesday with highs near 70. Wednesday night, Thursday mornings, the best chance of rain with a strong cold front coming in. It'll be colder through the day, 50s and 40s for Thursday afternoon with sunshine for the afternoon, gusty winds. Colder Thursday night and Christmas Day, upper 20s to 30s. The highs going somewhere near 50. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. All 
right, y'all, it's Christmas week, and I don't know if you feel like it's Christmas or not. What are you thinking? It just, we've got some things that feel a lot like Christmas, and then we've got a whole bunch of other things that don't feel much like Christmas at all, like making big plans and uh, having